From the National Training Center in Fort Irwin, this is The Middle of Everywhere, sharing stories about real people and real life at the U.S. Army's Premier Combat Training Center. I'm Cody Kozacek. When we moved out here, I thought, we're Moses in the desert. <laughs> we're, headed, we're headed out. This is like my second family. Like I have my family at home, but these ladies, like I said, are truly sisters where um, if there's a need, we're gonna help. And, um, and I think that it, they're taught that here and, and it reaches out into our community in all different aspects. You just heard Donna Duncan and the Fort Irwin Protestant Women of the Chapel. Duncan has been part of the group at different duty stations for more than 20 years, and she says the women have become like a second family to her. It's a sentiment shared by many of the group's other members, and it is just one of the stories we're bringing you today in our holiday episode about family. Family is important anywhere, but as many soldiers and their families will tell you, it's even more important in the Army. In fact, family is often what makes all the training, moving, and deployments possible, and worth it. And you also hear a lot about the Army family, the bonds we form with each other and our communities. Today, we'll hear more from the Protestant women of the chapel, and we'll also hear from Melissa and Nora Kimball, a mother-daughter team who together coach the Fort Irwin gymnastics program. Finally, we'll listen to the stories of Sandra Murray and Jamie Julian, whose volunteer work is driven by a belief that our community is our family, and we must all take care of each other. First, here's Dave Dupree with your news update. The Fort Irwin Sergeant Arden Murphy Club hosted a coat drive during the month of November and collected more than 200 coats and sweaters that were donated from the community. The club gave the cold weather coat clothing to the Desert Manor Homeless Shelter in Barstow to help keep residents warm during the winter season. And this week, the 2916th Aviation Battalion wrapped up its Christmas toy drive, which collected new unwrapped toys donated by the community. The toys were distributed as gifts to patients at the Loma Linda University Children's Hospital. Also a big hit this past weekend, Charlie Company of the 2916th Aviation Battalion hosted their annual Santa at the Helipad event. The event followed Fort Irvin soldiers and their families who take pictures with Santa in a Blackhawk helicopter. Lieutenant Sam Thompson said the company enjoys the opportunity to give back to the community. We always uh, serve the community by providing uh, medevac support for the National Training Center and Fort Irwin at large, but this is an opportunity to, to serve in another capacity, by having people out, take pictures in a, in a cool venue, and hopefully help them out in their Christmas card needs a little bit. Finally, December is National Drunk Drugged Driving Prevention Month. The Fort Irwin Safety Office and Director of Emergency Services are reminding soldiers, civilians, and their family members to stay safe and sober while driving this holiday season. The Fort Irwin Police will also be conducting sobriety checkpoints around Christmas and New Year's, and they encourage residents to always make a plan to get home safely.
That's your news update, and of course, we all want to get home safely so we can enjoy spending the holidays with our families. For some of us, that's the only time we get to spend quality time with parents, siblings, aunts, uncles, and cousins. But for Melissa and Nora Kimball, family time is part of the daily routine. The mother-daughter team have shared a lifetime of gymnastics, from Nora's first headstand, through her years as a competitive gymnast, and now to coaching the newly revived Fort Irwin Gymnastics Program together. I spoke with both of them. Melissa began her own gymnastics career at age five. She transitioned into diving in high school, but she never lost her love for the sport. And two decades ago, when Nora was still an infant, Melissa jumped at the chance to put her skills to use. We were at Fort Drum and she was about 10 months old and we were sitting in the hotel and I'm flipping through the one ads, you know, of the little Fort Drum newspaper there. And, you know, it said gymnastics instructor needed. And I'm like, hey, that would be a great job for me. And so that started the whole spiel. <laughs> and I've been doing it ever since. So That meant gymnastics were a natural step for Nora. Pretty much just growing up in the gym, it was, I was already there, so why not? And then I competed for, what, eight years? Eight years. I started competing at five and through, like, little moves and stuff you know there was a year or two here where I didn't compete or we weren't training or anything like that and then when I was 17 was my last year of competition mm -hmm. and then throughout the years when I was 13 when she owned a gym at Fort Polk I started coaching I think because I grew up in the gym it's definitely a family aspect and especially now that we're coaching together it could not be more family oriented it's <laughs> true even as their family moved from duty station to duty station, the pair always found a way to pursue their sports, and it was almost always together. I think, you know, whenever we would move somewhere new and there wasn't, like, an already big gym, there wasn't somewhere where, like, okay, that's where we'll go to gymnastics. We're kind of sitting there, we're like, okay, what are we going to do now? We've got all this extra time on our hands, and for what? well, let's go do some gymnastics. There's no gymnastics here, well, let's make some gymnastics so we have something to do. Because we're not, like, yes, we're, we're football fans, but for the most part, the two of us have already been always been like, okay, well, are we going to do gymnastics? <laughs> you know, we get to a duty station, we're like, um, are we going to find a gym? What are we doing? Are we just going to sit here? We're going to pick a different sport? Right. Where's the gymnastics? <laughs> Not so much. Not so much, yeah. Doesn't happen for us. That doesn't mean it was always easy to train together, but coaching together has been a positive experience all around, they say. I think, you know, because she was my coach for how long? A long time. A while. We'll just say a while. So because she was my coach for so long, and, you know, going through my teenage angsty years or whatever, <laughs> you know, there were some times where I did not like her, and I didn't want her in the gym. But now that we're coaching side by side, I definitely appreciate her being there and appreciate all those years of being able to be in the gym together but not necessarily coaching together. So I think it's a, it's a nice ending to my gymnastics career as a gymnast and her being my coach when I was a gymnast. So. I think one of the fun things too though is what you know a lot of times we're getting ready to introduce a new skill and you know the other day I was like okay so we're gonna work on headstands today and then I looked at Nora and I looked back at the girls and I said you know what I actually taught her how to do a headstand years and years and years ago and they're like what and Nora said now it just doesn't feel right to be in the gym alone 
it's definitely good having the two of us in the gym because I've my first on my own coaching that experience was completely different because she wasn't in the gym at all and that was the first time in my life that she had never actually been in the gym because all the other years of my competing and my recreational coaching and you know where I was coaching side by side with the other coaches she was always there and then when she wasn't I was like this feels kind of funny <laughs> something's off what helps keep things running smoothly is their mutual dedication to the sport and sometimes keeping gym life separate from home life like we could be the kids could have been losing their mind at home you know the babysitter could have just gotten there when we needed to leave and you know the dishes weren't done you know house is just frustrating right now and then we leave and she like composes herself and then she's this happily bubbly personality i was like did you put on a different skin when you walked in here what's going on you do you have to because yeah. you you know and i think this is from my years of competing and going into the gym to train my coaches really pounded it in that you need to leave everything else at the door you're here for gymnastics that's what i want you to focus on let this be your happy place let it also be the place where you achieve great things and so i made a habit of that as a gymnast and as a diver and so then you know i do that when i coach now you know i do i can be very frustrated leaving the house and we live, you know, 1.1 miles away from from the gym. But in that 1.1 miles, I have to get that demeanor that's going to be positive for the kids in the gym. She definitely instilled that in, you know, me and other gymnasts that she coached. That you leave your problems at the door and you focus on what you need to focus on. Just because you don't need to be thinking about that right now. You can't change school when you're at gymnastics practice. You can't, you know, tell your mom you're sorry for yelling at her while you're at gymnastics (laughs) practice. And she would even, like, we would argue when I was younger. Say I'm 14, whatever. She's coaching me. I would be angry at her because at the time I was homeschooled. And she was my coach. And she was my mom. So, you know, we would have a rough morning and then we would come into practice and I would get an attitude with her or, you know, try to apologize. Be like, Mom, I'm sorry. She's like, I'm not your mom right now. I'm your coach right now. And there were days where I was like, you just need to call me Coach Melissa in the gym because that'll help separate the two. And it did, eventually. Yeah, it definitely did. Um, I think it's much easier coaching together than having that coaching your daughter. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> coaching was, each other is much more relaxed and our coaching styles are very similar so there's no like butting heads on how we're going to teach it and what we're going to teach next and what the progression is we are we're very agreeable nowadays <laughs> <laughs> melissa and nora teach the gymnastics program here on post through skies unlimited and you can find out more about the program by contacting the skies program specialist through child and youth services Family doesn't always mean a mother, a daughter, a brother, or a father. Sometimes our closest families are the ones we choose ourselves, our family and spirit. That's certainly true in the Army as a whole, and it's true for the Fort Irwin Protestant women of the chapel. Jody Rodriguez says the group connects women to each other and God spiritually, and it also brings them together as a community. 
Um, PWOC is an opportunity um, for women of like-minded faith to have a chance to fellowship with each other and grow in their spiritual life. Um, as they grow in their spiritual life, this um, enhances the mission here as it affects our families, our children, our husbands, um, our neighbors, as we reach out to them um, and just try to share Christ's love with the community that we have here. PWOC's first vice president said that sense of community and family can seem like a lifeline for women who arrive at Fort Irwin to find themselves in the desert, often hundreds of miles away from their own families, and with their husbands committed to the high operations tempo at the National Training Center. We got into post, um, I think Monday night at like 8.50. I just threw my stuff in the house and Tuesday morning I was here with my kids dressed in whatever we had in our suitcases and we were welcomed. I mean, we had food, they had, you know, kids watch care, um, they had a great devotion that day, which is exactly what we I needed, you know, to hear because you're alone, you know, you don't know anybody here, it's the middle of the desert and it was a great devotion for me to, to feel like, okay, I have somewhere to land, it's good and people were asking, where did, when did you get here? And I was like, um, 8.50 last night, so... <laughs> We were in the hotel and we got our house and we, we just, we were here. Bless the food and the fellowship, we pray in Christ Jesus' holy name. Amen. You know, you have your immediate family here, but then when the guys leave, it's kind of you and the kids or, you know, you and you end up developing a really good relationship with your, you know, people at PWC. And then what ends up happening is they become part of your family. So you have, you know, your immediate partner or, you know, your kids, and then you end up just you know, accruing more and more family. We're all in this together. And so what ends up happening is these, you know, I've got, I met some great people here and they're like my family now. So it's a great place to be. who said the PWOC family has helped them get through hard times. That's one of the things that has kept Shannon Blair coming back for two and a half years. For me, being here in the desert is a really hard place. Um, I found PWOC after I realized I had nothing and found like a family. Um, definitely... A stronger bond than I've ever had. We grow together and we go through things together and we kind of work through challenges together that we can take home to our families to so that we're not just falling apart at home but we're taking care of things with each other together and then when we get home we can use that and uh, help our families go through situations here too. Um, I just 
I love it because it's definitely a place where a woman can feel like they're part of something. Um, and even though they're not close to family, they have so much support here and love. Um, I couldn't imagine this place without it. Caitlin Holman looks forward to that love and support every week. I love just being able to come here and I know um, every week I'm going to come to PWOC and I can expect the same thing. I'm going to get my spirit fed and I'm going to hang out with an incredible group of women who are here for the same reasons that I am and it's so comfortable and we come and we eat and we pray and we laugh and we cry and it's, it's my girl time. I tell my husband, I'm like, Tuesdays are my girl time. Protestant women of the chapel will hold their spring semester kickoff in January, and they say any women who are interested are welcome. You can learn more about PWOC, as well as the Catholic women of the chapel, and other religious education programs and services by contacting the Fort Irwin Religious Support Teams at Center Chapel. For our final story today, we're highlighting two of our own community members whose volunteer work aims to make sure that no one in our Fort Irwin family goes without this holiday season. First is Sandra Murray. She's the founder of the nonprofit organizations Blessings and Military Blessings, which distribute food to families in need. She says the organization started with the goal of helping the homeless in Barstow, but has expanded to helping military families in the Barstow and Fort Irwin area. We got here about four and a half years ago, and I decided I wanted to do something to give back to the community and to military families in general. We try to get a lot of snacks for kids for school, for the summer if they're home. And my main focus is like having kids friendly food. So because my goal is to make sure that no kid goes hungry. Helping out her community is nothing new for Sandra. And it was a habit she couldn't quite quit when she and her family moved to the desert. In the past, I lived in Canada for over 18 years and I would mail big containers back to South America with food and toys. And I would actually send it to churches so that they can distribute it to people in need. Then when I got here, we came to Maryland, and I continued to do the same. And actually, the military folks out there, they would donate clothes and toys and food, canned goods. And I would ship it. But once we got here, the shipping was not available. So I had to stop, and I just couldn't stop helping people. So I came up with helping the homeless, and then it just expanded to helping the military and helping Barstonians. She says feeding the community is a reward in and of itself. Sitting with one of our homeless friends, having dinner that I brought us, and just sitting there listening to everything he had to say. Moments like that, it's, it's very touching for me. It makes my heart smile, and I would love to continue doing that. 
but the thing that brings her the most joy is passing on the ethic of service to her daughter. Actually, what I enjoy the most is is um, seeing how my daughter is very giving, and it makes me grateful that I've taught her that, and hopefully she can continue what I've started. Another community member who believes in passing it forward is Jamie Julian. Julian is a nurse at Weed Army Community Hospital, and that's part of what drives her to volunteer. So with, with nursing, uh, when I was going through nursing school, the, the RN was like, hey, you know, you need to give back. You need to do something that gives back to the community in a big way because um, not everyone's able to go to school and get um, certain degrees and you know, just things like that. So they said they emphasize community service. Jamie volunteers with Operation Homefront, a nonprofit organization that collects donations such as school supplies and toys to benefit military families. She drives hundreds of miles to pick up donations from stores throughout Southern California and Nevada. But for her, it's worth it. Because um, some families um, aren't going to get a whole lot during the Christmas year. And even during like school supplies, um, you have one kid to buy school supplies for, that's enough, but then you have four and then they're all different grades. I mean, they need a whole lot, and um, just anything a little bit helps decrease the amount they have to spend for. So, Jamie says she feels an extra sense of duty to help out military families, and especially kids. Military families go through a lot. Um, they're either, you know, it's not just financially, but emotionally, um, physically. Their spouses leave, come back. Um, it's always nice to have that little extra something special for the kids, especially kids um, particularly are very genuine people. They, you could, um, little kids can come up to you and say, you know, I really like your hair. And they're really genuine about it. They have the most genuine laugh. And um, it's amazing. And it's nice to make sure, you know, they have a little extra something special or they have, you know, a backpack for school or they have some supplies because, you know, being a kid and you don't have something and you're at school, it's it's hard and it leads to other issues like bullying and um, social issues. So just to kind of make them feel special, you know, a couple times a year is great. Like Sandra, Jamie says giving back is just part of who she is. There's there's more than just yourself. So always, I always look at, you know, what can I do for someone else today? I always try to have that kind of um, outlook in life. Because you don't know who you're going to run into. You're going to run to that person you, you don't know you, who's having the worst struggles in the world. And um, you don't know. And the simplest thing as far as helping them out with something is they're probably one of the greatest. It may not relieve all their problems, but the fact that you took time out to help them with something, that's going to leave a huge impression. And it's going to be passed on. And they're going to pass it on to somebody else. And it's just a continuous flow of... Um, good karma. That wraps up our show for today. Thank you so much for joining us. If you like what you heard, please subscribe for free to the Middle of Everywhere podcast available through iTunes and Google Play. We will be taking a break for the holidays, but we'll return with our next episode in January. The Middle of Everywhere is a production of the NTC and Fort Irwin Public Affairs Office for informational purposes. It does not represent any endorsement, implied or actual, by the Department of Defense, the U.S. Army, Fort Irwin, or the National Training Center.